This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Yes, Your Child Can with Dr. Vicki Waller. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about a book that Dr. Vicki Waller wrote, Victoria E. Waller, E-D-D. Um, she, so she wrote this book called Yes, Your Child Can, Creating Success for Children with Learning Differences, and she graciously reached out to me, and I was excited to have her on the podcast because um, so much of what she says in this book is perfectly aligned with my view of, of kids and how kids learn, and she loves using the phrase learning differences and never uses the phrase disabilities because... She wants to really focus on all the things that your child can do while also helping them overcome any difficulties they're having. So enjoy this interview with Dr. Vicki Waller. Hi, Vicki. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Let, I would, yeah. So I'm going to make sure everyone sees your Yay. fantastic book. Yes, your child can. Creating successes because success for children with learning differences. Obviously, we align on our language using that term learning differences. <laughs> so I, I loved I loved that. Um, and your emphasis on that in the book. There's there's so much in this book um that's really great. There was one part at the beginning that um a few parts actually at the beginning. One part I wanted to highlight before we start is at the in your forward, um, written by Karen and Kenny or Dexter. Dexter, right. <laughs> once Dr. Waller allowed me, Kenny, to believe I was good at something, and once she showed me through the unique methodology laid out in this book that I was smart, then I became engaged and took charge of my own learning. And I just think that's so powerful. Um, kids being self motivated to really engage with their learning is such a game changer. You know, when it's us trying to push things on them, they're absorbing very little. But when they're they're motivated and engaged, they just take off. So I well, love that. And it's funny because Kenny, uh, this all started because I wrote a book on one student because I always had to write a report to the school every time I saw him. And the principal kept saying, this is a book. This is a book. So I put it all together to make it a book. And I went to an editor and she said, it's a wonderful story, but who's going to buy it? It's for, it's about one child. Who is it helping? I mean, a parent with a child with learning differences, this isn't really going to, whatever. And two things happened. The first thing was the doorbell rings and I go to the door and there's this tall, I think he's about six, four kids standing outside. He wasn't a kid. He was a man with a beard. And he said, Dr. Waller, it's, it's his, well, okay, we'll say Kenny. It's Kenny. And I went, what? And I opened the door and he said, I wanted to come. Thank you. I said, yeah, you grew tall. I mean, what, what? And he said, you told me to find my passion. Now, when he was seven, his passion was animated films. And I did claymation with kids. And I was very involved with all the Disney animators. I got myself into all of that. And my students could go visit. And they made projects with animators. It was amazing. And he, it was the teachers and the principal kept saying, this kid can't, is he should, he's never going to finish sixth grade. I kept saying, what are you talking about? He could stand for hours plan out a movie, 
make all the clay characters and then tell everybody else what to do. Talk about executive functioning. And I said, and he said, I listened to what you said and I found my passion. And I said, Kenny, what's your passion? Figuring it's probably animation or whatever. Trees. Kenny is an expert in the United States on trees. And he just wrote me and he said, you taught me to read and now I write books. And he's very famous in trees and the environment and everything. He has two master's degrees, one from Yale and one from another school. I don't know two of them. Then he has a doctorate and a postdoc, all in the environment trees, but he calls it trees. But it was so interesting because that principal in those days just went, you know, uh, he's never even going to get to sixth grade in our school. And I kept saying, what are you talking about? He's so smart. And that's made me realize that I had to help parents. I had to talk to them about children with learning. And I have to tell you, do you know, I've never used the word disabilities. And I've been in the business over 40 years, even when we had Getman and all of these people, Orton Gillingham was back in the seventies, all this stuff, Linda Mood Bell was then owned by the New York times. And they all called it disabilities. I've never called it because these kids that I've taught thousands, I've taught thousands, they all have abilities and you have to find their passions and strengths and teach with that. And then they succeed. It's funny because a student I'm working with now, it just, it, it took a year and she wrote down and said, what is something you like about yourself? And she said, I'm smart. Like Vicki says I am. That's it. That's it. Because now I know she has the confidence and she will succeed. And it can be in math and all the other things she's not good at but she has the confidence in her abilities in different things. And so now she can do it. Confidence is a very important question. Um, I'll quickly tell you a story. Passover is a time of year where my students, they're Jewish, they have to read in the Passover book, okay? And every child is hysterical because they go around the table and they have to read and they can't read. And I get a call one night and this father says, I'm crying. This is 10 years ago. And I, I knew it was probably the child couldn't read at the Passover table. And so I wrote it I wrote it back to him. And I said, I oh, remember this happened 10 years ago. He said, Vicki, it wasn't because he could read his little passage because they practiced. He said it was because you gave him confidence. That one word has helped him through his whole life. You gave him confidence. I can do it. I may have to work hard but I can do it. And I think that's a very, 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 first of all, I was so shocked by that because I always think, well, he could read. And he's saying, no, you gave him a gift of confidence. So I've looked at everything. Even the little girl who wrote, I'm smart like Vicky says I am. She's doing so much better because she knows. I said, listen, you do have to work hard. You know, math is not your thing. We'll try it, but reading, she's reading. Spelling isn't so good, <laughs> but it's okay. We're working on everything. And don't forget, kids have spell check now, yeah. which is fantastic. They have the computer, but they have to know the sounds. You have to have the word look a little bit like the real word. You can't just have three letters that don't say anything. So yeah. I am teaching them. They're called phonograms. I do do that. So and they, it's so funny. Last week, the little girl went, you know, I hate them. I said, I know you do, but your, your spelling, even though it's not great, I can read it and the computer will spell check when you type. 
Because now, you know, they go right to typing. They don't even know how to write, physically yeah. write. Yeah, yeah. They came back from COVID and all my kids' printing was awful. I couldn't, it was like, what happened? And it was like, they hadn't picked up a pencil in two years. So no, yeah, it was bad. Um, all right, I wanted to read one other page from the, one other quote from the introduction, because it kind of gives a good beginning of what we're talking about. So yes, your child can is based on the foundational belief that you need to draw out your child's innate intelligence for them to succeed. The book is a guide to identifying your child's learning differences. It provides a complete roadmap for navigating the complex educational and social systems you'll encounter as you lead your child to a love of reading. So, and, and I think a love of re of learning in general, like it's, you know, it it goes through a lot and, and give and finding those passions. So I love that. Um, and I'm excited for everyone to check out that book. So how is your book different than all the other all the other books out there that parents could be picking up about ADHD and learning differences. Well, I must like tell you that every every parent I know will show me 10 books and I buy every book, every book, and you open them up and they have a brain and all my parents close the book. And I knew that I had to be the person to help them. I'm the one who teaches. I have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. And I thought I'm the one that knows how to teach children to read and write using their strengths and passions. Do you know parents come in to me with a child and I'll say, so beforehand I say, you know, what is your child good at? There's no answer. Parents are so worried about what their child can't do that they don't think about what they can do. And I had a student come in, this was just recently, and the mother really couldn't tell me. And I got him in my room after and I said, you know, what do you, what do you like? And he goes, I said, you know what? And he goes, sharks. I said, you like sharks? I said, I know a shark expert. I know a shark expert, Chris Fallows, who is on Shark Week, the show that's on once a year. And they, and he goes out on the boats and he knows everything about sharks. And I met him and I said, do you want to interview him? And he said, yes. I said, but you have to now, we have to read. And he couldn't read. So I was helping him, but he knew loads of things about sharks. And he, and he dictated the questions to me. I typed them out, but because he dictated them, he could read them. He could read back and we practiced at Zoom. He's in South Africa, we did a Zoom. This child was like a CBS interviewer. He sat there beautifully sitting up, strong, read his questions, waited for the answers, you know, doesn't, wasn't, waited for the answers. And then I wrote up everything that Chris had said, the answers and everything. It was, and the mother watched, she said, I am in shock that he could do that. And then he went and made me a shark. Well, he made me the whale because he made me a whale. Uh, he made me, a, well, never mind. Okay, so anyway, so he made, he made a whale, but it was just, everything he did was phenomenal. And I just, I call a lot of people and ask them to help. And I've never had any, any person say they wouldn't help me. They always help me with kids. But if my book is, I'm not a medical doctor. And what I do, it's a step-by-step -step 
if any of you were pregnant and read a book called What to Expect When Expecting, it takes you on every month what's going to happen. And that's what my book does. It takes you on a step-by-step -step journey with your child. Number one, no, they will not snap out of it. Every parent comes to me, oh, they'll snap out of it. No, they're not going to snap out of it. What is testing all about? Parent came to the door, rang the doorbell. And I thought, what's she doing here at two in the afternoon? She was so, the mother was crying. They said, I have to get my son tested by a brain doctor. Vicki, what's wrong with his brain? I went, oh my goodness, nothing's wrong with his brain. He was a genius on any animal, seven years old. You could mention an animal and he could tell you 10 things about the animal, okay? What is testing all about when they tell you you have to get, is it, you have a school test, an IEP, or do you have to go to a neuropsychologist? It can be a pediatrician. What is it? I go into details about what each person does, which each tester, getting past the fear of medication. I will not say go on medicine or don't get on it. There are so many medicines out now you need to get the child tested and talk with the doctor, but they shouldn't be afraid. Medicines are nothing to be afraid of now. There's many of them. And also the biggest thing, hiring the right person to work with your child. It doesn't have to be somebody like Vicki Waller who has a doctorate. I met a girl the other day, 32. She said, oh, I have learning differences. I work with my second grade teacher all the way through high school. The second grade teacher liked teaching second grade, but she was brilliant. I say, I can't do junior high and high school. I can't do the math or anything. She took her all the way through. You need a guide, somebody to help you find that person for your child and hiring them to help your child. And then the child becomes successful. And there's always a child's team. This is all in my book. The team would be at the one school in LA. The team was the principal me, the person who tested the child, the teacher. And every three months we had a meeting. And I always, after I see a child, I write a report every single time. Not a long report, What exactly what we did, what their positives were, what they need help with, so that they could become successful. Then my book has everything about reading, writing, executive functioning, loads of activities. What do I do? What book do I read? I have lists of books. Um, technology, uh, vacation meltdowns. Everybody thinks, yippee, we're going on a vacation. Won't it be fun? And my one student, I, the one who I wrote the book about, they took him off med medication. When they thought, well, he's going on a vacation. Let's take him off medication. They came back and said it was the worst vacation they've ever had in their whole lives. He was so undone and so all over the place and crying and, well, you don't do that. You have to talk to the doctor and see what to do. I talk about it. I don't do anything medically, but I can say, talk to your doctor. I talk about technology, about different teachers. What do you do if you have a teacher that just doesn't like your child? And this isn't just a child with differences. This can be any kind of child. How do you talk to the teacher? You don't get defensive. You don't yell at them. You have to be very careful. I told the story about the little boy who loved the Titanic which is really weird because he is on his way to college now and he's applying to schools. And he called me to tell me, I'm going to cry. He, you had to write about one person who influenced your life. And this 12th grader is writing about Dr. Waller. And I, I said to the mother, you have to send me that. I mean, can you imagine? He felt more, usually kids write about their parents, but he's writing about me. And it was very interesting. 
because he was in first grade. I didn't like the teacher. I was at the school. She was very mean to him and he was brilliant. And she kept saying how he wasn't smart. She was wrong. And he loved the Titanic. And they were having a day where you come dressed as your favorite character. And she announced it and looked at him and said, do not come dressed as anything about the Titanic. So the mother calls me, what do I do? I said, well, if you go to the teacher, she's going to be mad. And she's probably going to still not be nice to him. And if you go to the principal, principal's going to get mad at the teacher. That's not a good idea. So the day of the literary tea came and I called. I said, so what happened? She said, I kept him home. Do you know how that was one of the saddest things ever? But then there was a new, it was in April and there was a new, I guess it's 10 years ago. There was a show coming out at the museum on the Titanic. We, uh, a movie. She had a Titanic birthday party. We had to come dressed in Titanic clothes. She had Titanic food at the table. And we all went to see the Titanic dressed in the costumes. Now that's what you call amazing. But what do you do when the teacher doesn't like your child or you have to get through that? All these things are in my book. Um, finding your child's strengths and passions is the most important thing you can do. The mother who didn't know about the whales and it's not that she didn't know, she was concentrating on what the child couldn't do. So parents, teachers, we have to look at what the children can do. In my book, it, it lists a lot of things that very unusual strengths and passions that my students have, very unusual. But I always found the one who was so loved Google, that was so funny. And he said, well, Vicki, what'd you do before Google? And I said, I went to this place called a library and I opened things called books. I'm on a trip and I've been all over the world. That's what my husband and I love doing. And we're in Australia and there's a man and woman there with two kids. So of course I go up to them because they're kids. What books do you like? I said, where are you from? And he says, whatever this, I, Mountain View. I'm going, Mountain View, California? He says, yes. And I, ding, 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 that's Google. Well, he's the vice president of Google. He is now the president of Paris Google. And we flew up with his father, the boy's father, spent the day at Google with the vice president. And at the end of the day, I mean, it was just amazing. And he said, "That's I wanna work at Google one day. I looked at him and I said, what was the best part of the day? And I'm thinking, you know, you met the president and you got to have the lunch there. Every room, Dr. Waller, had a big, huge bucket with every kind of candy you could imagine. And you could take as much as you wanted. And I said to the father, and the thing I love the best is if you work at Google, you take your laundry to them in the morning. And when you go home at night, all your laundry is pressed and washed and finished. So I said, and you could take your dog to work. For me, I should be working there. But those are the things, listen, not everybody's meeting somebody from Google, but yeah. you can find, nowadays, you can find people on the internet. Um, mm -hmm. My favorite book is How to Be a Perfect Person in Three Days, because every every kid thinks everybody's perfect but them. I looked up the, the, the author, and I used this book for 30 years. And there was nothing, there. he was there, but it didn't give his address or anything. But it said his wife's name. So I looked up his wife's name and I found her phone number because it's right on Google. And I called 
And later he called me and he said, Stephen, he said, Vicki, how did you, I'm not listed. I said, yes, but it said your wife's name. So I go, if you want, you can find anybody. And people are so lovely. They're lovely. I mean, we went into the president of Mattel. The student was really involved in every kind of car you could imagine. And I saw an article written on the president of Mattel and he had learning differences and he talked about it. I picked up the phone and called him and we spent a day at Mattel in the matchbox car division and Vicki Waller actually did not speak for three hours because the two of them were talking about the 1957 one. And what about the 1963 one? And I just went along for the ride. But those are the kinds of things you want to get your child doing things that make them happy. Art, many of my children are very artistic, but no parent will say to me, oh, and they're artistic, but I see it. And I do lots of things with doing art, painting, claymation, whatever. And my book is also filled with book lists. Um, there's so many new books now, but it's. I think they're basically, they're good looks. And there's the best part, I have to laugh, is at the end of every chapter is a blue box and it tells you the summary what's in the chapter. And I laugh at that because I know once I read a book, I forget stuff. So I did the blue box. So every parent could go, what did she say about medicine? And go and see my blue box at the end of the chapter. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> but yes, it's very helpful. It's finding passions and strengths of your child and using that to get in and getting a good therapist, somebody to work with them, a, a tutor, a teacher that they love, yeah. you know, to get them feeling good about themselves. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, I, I could not agree more. It's so important. And I've had very similar experiences. IEP meetings, we always start with what are your, what are the child's strengths, preferences, and interests? And I've, after a couple of years, I started where I just email ahead of time because it was embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for the parents and the teachers who were sitting there going, because uh, they're so focused on Negative. this is the problem. We have to solve this problem. I was like, and then I, so I always also start, if I know the kid at all, I always start with, these are all the strengths and interests that I know about, what else? And I try to, you know, get everybody to come up with something because there's so the, many. What makes me the saddest is understood.org, which I like very much. They came up with 48% of parents believe their child will snap out of it. And 33% of educators think these kids are lazy. It makes me, both things, may, I, I can't believe we're still at that point. But the mom who came in with this genius kid, she was worried about him. I mean, she wasn't being a bad mom. She was going, but he can't do this and he gets upset, you know? So that's what she was thinking about. And it was funny because that boy, she had said he liked Legos. And I, I brought in this little tiny $5 Lego thing. And he, you know, he put it together in one second. He said, Vicky. This is like for babies. I said, well, I don't know. Your mom said you like Legos. He said, well, I do those ones that are 10,000 pieces. I said, you do, I can't do those. I can't do any of those big Legos. I said, well, but do you read the directions? He goes, no, I can't read. I just look at the pictures. I said, but the pieces are so small. He said, that's okay. I can do it by looking at the pictures. This child was brilliant. But Lego doesn't have written directions. All the, all the directions, it's only pictures. 
Oh, is it even the 10,000 yeah. piece ones? Even all of them, yes. Oh, I oh yeah, we've that. got, I've, I've got a bunch of Lego, even in here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we love Lego here. <laughs> oh, you do? I'm horrible. We've got a huge Lego family, yep. And yeah, all of them, even the, the, the biggest, the biggest sets, they know words, which is great because it's an international thing. So they don't have to translate it. They figured out how to just use pictures and be very explicit and give clues. Like they'll give you a clue that's like, um, so that you can actually match up that this is the piece. It needs to be this size, this length. So you don't mix things up. So yeah, they're. But these they are kids who don't have the other thing is it's so funny they don't have good attention but they have good attention to anything they're interested in mm -hmm. so i'm trying some of the kids i'm trying to teach when to pay attention and what if they're not on meds some parents don't want to put them on meds yeah i think it's a mistake that's my own thing there's so many now they don't make you a drug addict in fact what happens is you end up i think being upset that you're stupid and people tell you you're smart, but you feel stupid because you can't read or you can't do the work and they, and they aren't on medication and they end up when they're 14, 15 and 16 getting on drugs because they're so unhappy with themselves. But now they're, you know, there's medicine that really helps children to focus. But I tell them when you're in the classroom and the teacher says, you know, oh, I'm going to talk about what we're going to be doing next you have to all of a sudden think uh oh she's giving a direction i tried the ones that aren't on meds i try to give them like little clues you know what do you pay attention to and what do you daydream oh my goodness it's very hard yeah because yeah they can't they can't focus for very long so yeah they need those strategies of what is the most important thing yeah Absolutely. and, and then all those teachers that don't understand it and and yeah they say they're lazy or something and oh it's horrible and the parents say that the parents yeah. will say that I, I hate to say it i'm gonna say it i don't care i'm gonna say it the dads um the one dad the child i took him to see the lion king and on the way and he was totally attention deficit and he was laying down in the back of the car because it was late at night and i said he said dr waller i try so hard to pay attention he said but a, my mind is going every minute of every day all day a million things are going through my head so that all of a sudden the teacher says okay do the work and i haven't been listening i begged his father to please take him and this was 15 20 years ago so there were meds but not as many as there are now and the father said i have a 10 million dollar company and i'm just like him and he'll just be fine and you know what now i found out because i love this child never succeeded uh, went to college. Father's very rich. So he sort of goes from job to job and doesn't do very much. And it just, it breaks my heart. He was so creative and so talented and so bright. And he's not very happy. I think he's like 36 or something. He's just not a happy person. So I think, you know, my, my big thing is parents, this, this book you can read. It's all in our own language. There's no big words. And it just tells you exactly what to do. Just take the journey. Then your child will come out successful and happy. The word is happy. Because if, if you think about it, when you see people, like even at a party, it's not the smartest person or the richest person you look at. You're usually more interested in the person that's sort of interesting and what are they doing? And it's not those other people. And you have to realize we have to give them 
confidence. It's that person that just exudes confidence, you know, that you're attracted to. And we have to start doing that earlier. We have to be, I, I, it's funny because Ned Hollowell, who I adore, uh, he's a medical doctor who's like the guru of ADHD. Oh, he was saying his new book, I think it's called ADHD 2.0. His new book, he tells everybody, it's not filled with all that, that language, the medical language. And I think, you know, I was on a, on a uh, podcast with Stephen Henshaw and he, his book is coming out on girls with ADHD, which is really interesting. Most of the girls that I have taught are inattentive. And that's why I think when you're in, when you're hyper, they get you. The teachers, you know, your parents, but when you're inattentive, it's quieter. But Stephen Henshaw, I'm hoping his book is more a book for parents. That's what I wanted. I mean, open my book and there's the step. What do you have to do? What is the, what's the doctor going to ask you to do? What is the test like? What is a test? It's not saying your child is damaged. Your child has strengths and passions. And that's what you want to find out about. And how do you teach them based on those strengths and passions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what is the last thing that you want to tell parents, educators, and doctors? Well, guess what? Find those passions and strengths. Find them. Buy my book. Follow what it says. Get the help now. Do not wait. But find their passions and strengths so that they're doing something that they're really good at. And it can be a lot of kids are good at soccer or tennis or whatever. Get them in their art. A lot of my children, it's very interesting. They're very right-brained. They're very even just thinking about how to build things and the other thing i want to tell parents keep amazon boxes i don't know am i the only person who has a million amazon boxes he gas amazon boxes anything boxes come in junk have the junk you know have it maybe i get these little plastic boxes on um, amazon and i put all the markers and all that so it's all in one place it can be your garage or whatever so you have it out of the way and just let the child build i've been buying on etsy i bought old keys and old locks and they become characters the kids make characters and then they write stories. It's just an old lock. And I put on googly eyes and they become characters. I've been buying old cameras. Now they've gotten cheaper. They used to be $10. Now I can get some cameras for $3. I'm telling you, you will not believe how fantastic the kid. And you don't have to do anything. You give your child the junk box or you give your students the box with, you know, you have your markets and all that. But in one box you have, um, old keys, you have old locks, you have old cameras. I don't even, to my students who have such a hard time reading and writing, and we read a book together and we finish and I say, would you like to make the character? They can go in the garage, five minutes, choose the piece of camera they want, the googly eyes they want, the hair made out of the yarn. Um, they use, sometimes they use for feet. They use well, a lot of things, but they use tongue depressors for feet and hands, and they make characters, characters out. And then they, and then they have, of course, I want them to write 
what's your favorite part or let's write the beginning, middle and ending, but they've got, they created something. And I'm telling you, I junk, that's all you need in your house. There's a wonderful book series out, um, 10 story tree house, 25 story tree house, 36 story tree house by, um, um, Griffiths, Andy Griffiths, G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H-S. And he's from Australia. And I have the, I get these large boxes like this. They're very large, tall, maybe three feet high. And I get some flowers and they come in that. And the kids make, if you had a tree house, what would you have on the levels? Well, Vicky has, they, they already say, oh, Vicky, you have shoes, you have jewelry, you have purses. I said, yes, but I have books on one of them. I have to have my books and I have pets because my pet is Tudor, my dog. I have to have pets, but you make levels. So any box you get, you just cut out some of the squares from another box and you, you don't even have to tell your child, say, we're going to make a tree house. They will, and immediately they'll know what they want on every level. If they're soccer players, they're going to have a soccer field. Some kids make like a slide that goes into a swimming pool. But those books are the most creative, not a lot of words. And all of my students, boys and girls, love it because they love thinking, if I had a treehouse and I had 10 levels, what could I have on it? Now, I start with five levels. You're not going to do 10 levels. But sometimes the kids go, oh, no, I need more. And you just pile the boxes up. It's quite unbelievable, I must say. But it's anything like that, any kind of junk you have, put it into boxes. All the things, oh, the remotes, when the remotes get bad, oh, they make fantastic characters. Um, my father's dragon, the kids took a big box and he made a, um, uh, a whole, the whole um, island where the dragon was. And the I don't do anything. I sit there and they create it. It's all in there. And I haven't found, truthfully, I don't have any child that doesn't build. Thousands of children later, I don't know why that is, but they're all very creative and I don't know why. You know, uh, it's funny, Hero X is a very interesting place. They have contests for space. So I saw it said it has a space make a toilet for space because in space if you poop in the toilet it flies out or something so they have to do something so it doesn't fly out well you kidding me what and i said i wrote to them and i said you say it's from five years up how's that possible i don't understand you're giving he said well we're giving real prizes to people who really make it but we're letting little kids do it i said well you have to give my kids a prize they went what I said, yes, call and the woman. She's lovely. She had to call, you know, the head of the company. All I wanted was every kid to get a, a piece of paper that said, you made a toilet for space. Congratulations. I said, you can print it on the printer. Just do it. You cannot have them make something if you're not going to give them something. Oh, my goodness. There wasn't one child who didn't. They had they had um, milk bottles, milk bottles with like things going through it. So if you sat on the toilet, they would make like a box. You'd sit on the toilet, then they would have like something going out where the poop and pee would go and it would go out into space. It was the most creative, unusual thing I've ever done because <laughs> I really wasn't sure how to do that. I mean, I knew I wanted them to do it because they love poop and pee, but I didn't know. And they all came up 
with, and I have a workshop if you ever want to do it. And I show the parents and teachers all the projects that these kids have made. And you will go, oh my goodness, with junk, look what they made. But they made all of these spaceships that wear them. And they then they had to, oh my gosh, everybody had to have a video explaining about everything, which is really funny because as a teacher, that was good to be able to tell them, tell them what came first, what came second, where the poop goes. But it took me hours to have everybody taped. And then I had to upload it. I had to get a computer person to upload it to the contest. But they all got an award. They all got their piece of paper that said they made a poop, a poop, a toilet for place. So, you know, things like that. I also have that in my book, a lot of different contests, you know, that you could, contests are great. They used to have one in the LA Times and I always had my kids, it's, you had to write what you like or whatever it was, Halloween idea. The boy who came to me, who now has two two doctorates in in trees, um, he came to me and in his hand was the 19, maybe 83 or 93, the actual contest that was in the newspaper that he won. And he has kept it under the glass in his desk for, I guess, 25 years. That meant so much to him being in the newspaper. So look for things where there's contests for your kids. You know, it can be just a silly thing, but it's not silly when they win a contest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially these kids that have struggled, they feel like, you know, they see all the other kids in school getting these awards and everything. Oh, that's not me. So yeah, when they when they get to experience it, it's a much bigger deal than than all the other kids who get the same award every single month. It's, it's a much bigger deal for our kids that that just keep watching. Right, right or not. And and there's so many contests. Um, One of my students did the contest you remember the heart candies that say words on it? Um, it was, they, they, it's by another company now. It's not the same heart candies. They were around for probably since I was a child. So it's 50, 60 years, those heart. And she put, all she did was write in hugs and kisses instead of hugs and kisses. And she won. She won. And the next year, hugs and kisses was a heart candy in the box. I mean, that's like, I mean, you can go with that the rest of your life. You know, what have you done great in your life? Well, one of the sweetheart candies is my candy. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. But, you know, I mean, I feel for the parents that come in because they're worried. And I, I want them to see by reading my book that they're lucky because their children are nothing to worry about. If you do what I say in my book, the step by step. Your child, these kids are geniuses of our time. You know, it was funny. Um, Elon, no, Richard Bramson. Richard Bramson, I guess he calls himself dyslexic. I don't like that word, but he has learning differences. And they said, oh, you went up in the spaceship for, um, you know, 10 minutes or something. How, what, what did you, what do you have to say about it? Do you know the one thing he said? He said, well, they said to unsnap your um, seatbelt so that you could fly around for the 10 minutes. But because I'm dyslexic, I unsnapped my parachute by mistake. That's the one thing that he said. That's the one thing he said. 
And it's people like Richard Branson. It's people like Whoopi Goldberg. There's so many important people. You can just go online. I mean, Simone Biles, they have learning differences. And somehow their parents used what they could do to help them with what they couldn't do. And I just, I think these, it's funny. People say to me, well, oh, do you like working with these kids? I said, yes, because they're smart and they're creative. And it's funny, people go, oh, Vicki, you're creative. Well, I'm creative that I saw when they offered these keys for $5. I got about 100 old keys on Etsy. I knew it would be good, but I didn't know what it would be for. But I thought, yeah, somebody. And they made little people. I didn't think of making people. I was more thinking of you would put it together as something. Kids think of that themselves. And then as they start feeling better, last year when the little girl who said, now I'm now I'm smart like Vicky says I am. She had to do, they were doing Navajos. So she had to make a Navajo, something with Navajos. And she said, I know exactly what I want to do. So I said, okay, I have no idea about Navajos. And she told me, I want this, I want uh, styrofoam, I want this, I want this. I said, listen, you give me the list, I'll go to Michael's, I'll get you whatever you need, okay? I went to Michael's and good old Michael's, they're so fabulous there because I just bought paint and the woman said, no, 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 the paint will go through the styrofoam. Did you know that? If you just use, you have to use a certain kind of paint so it'll stick on the styrofoam. This child, and I brought this box. She told me what to buy. I brought the box. I put it on, and I had a lot of the stuff in the garage. I have a lot of stuff. Put it on the table. She made the whole village up. She cut the styrofoam in half, painted it, had made trees, made the... It was, the teacher said it was the most incredible thing she'd ever seen. And all I did was say, you have to do this. I didn't, you know, and I said, tell me what you want to make. What do you see? You know, I think sometimes also parents are worried about what something will look like and they try to help their kid. But if you let these kids I have that have learning differences are very creative. And I don't know what that is about that, but, and I feel they're geniuses of our time because they're always good at something. They're always, they know everything. The little boy who was seven, the mom came crying because her kid had to be tested his brain. He knew every animal. And I'm a big animal person. I've gone on safaris. I mean, I'm a big animal person. Every, he had at least five things that he knew, characteristics of every animal. Seven years old. Parents read to him a lot. He listened to tape. He listened to things. He watched the TV show with anything with animals. But it's so interesting. You've got to find what your children love to do and you have to involve them in that so they feel good. Like the dad said, it's that you gave him confidence. Oh, I can do it. It's very important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so as we wrap up, we definitely want to send everybody to get the book. Yes, Your Child Can by Dr. Victoria Waller. Is there anything else that you want parents to go out and do right away? Yes, find out all the things your children can do. Yes. We know what they can't do. Find everything they can do. And I think you'll be surprised if you have a child with differences. If you sit down and write all of the things they can do that they're good at, they're interesting, whatever it is, not reading, writing and whatever. I want what they can do, what they love to do. 
and start focusing on that and working with somebody to help you with your child. Yeah. 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 I always recommend um, that you write down everything you can think of, ask your spouse or someone else who knows your kid super well, what everything that they can think of and ask your kid, everything they can think of. And the more people you can involve, you can just really have a complete list of this is who my kid is. This is my focus that yes, their interests, their strengths, their... right? Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, this All right. Is so fun. Thank you so much. It has been fun. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you reached out and that we've connected and that you wrote this great book. So thank you so much. And, and I do have, I do, done. and I do have the um, I, for my next book. It's ideas, and it's ideas using junk. So I do have that. If you want to do it one day, we can do yes. that. And then I can give it to you so that you can, if anybody wants it, you just send it to them on, on email, which is fantastic. Then yeah. they have ideas right at their house with yes. the book they have to read to their, with their child. <laughs> yes. Yes. We definitely need to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you.